I've talked to several professors that I've, that, that I've had in the past or who were at the schools when I was, say, hey, would I have, some of them have written books dealing with these issues. I said, hey, I read your, your recent book. If I had taken your class back in, you know, early 2000s when I was at the school, would I have heard the things that I'm reading in your book, in your class? And many of them are saying, no, I've had to rethink things since then. And the issues that you're raising right now are issues that we're all having to, to think about, which only further made me say, okay, let me dive deeper now. And I'm reading all the trusted sources, the people who are bona fide, hard, like born again believers. I'm reading them first. And even the safe folks are making me say, it's not what I thought. I, there, there's a reason why people have been rethinking uh, these issues. And, um, and then I began to venture out and read the less safe people, the liberal theologians that I'd always been warned. You don't want to go that way. <laughs> um, but eventually it got to the point where the liberal dudes were the ones bringing the most comfort because they were the ones that were being the most honest about the issues. Um, all that to say, I got to the point where I said, you know what? I can no longer in good conscience, amen what I've amen, I preach what I've preached, believe what I believe. Um, and I just went and I researched and I, I got to a point where I said, you know what? I think I get it now. I think I understand when I hold the Bible in my hands, I think I understand what I'm holding now. I think I understand it now better than I ever have. And I don't believe it, but I understand it. And I actually still love the gospel. I actually still love the, the way that the message has been massaged. And, and present it to us the way that the scriptures present themselves, the various authors. I get it. I just don't believe it. Oh uh, yeah, y'all know what time it is. We're living in a world and a time where it's really hard to find anybody speaking truth. Believe me, y'all, I ain't lying. A lot of preachers talking fake. A lot of preachers talking love, but they ain't preaching the word of God that's inspired from above. Just because you go to church and pay your tithes don't really mean anything if your heart ain't right. We gotta speak truth to reach the youth from where we at it. Get a word to the old folks too. So get your Bible, pen and pad, round everybody up like mom and dad. And let them know it's time for the podcast. Which one? You got the act. Flipping pages, 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 flipping pages. Mose, Mose, grace and peace to you, my kingdom people. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. That's right, flipping pages, the podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Elliot. And today, man, we have a very, very, very important, very somber and sober podcast for you guys today. But as always, before we get into it, we want to welcome the Holy Spirit to come in and just lead and guide us as we meditate on the Word of God today. So, Father, we thank you for this day. This is truly a day that you have made. We pray that you would give us wisdom, understanding, sound knowledge, so that we can comprehend your word, so that we can be followers of your word and not just uh, hearers. We want to be doers of your word, Father. So we thank you for this opportunity. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, we started the podcast today a little bit different than we usually do. We actually started it with an excerpt from an interview that I recently heard by the by a gentleman by the name of Brady Goodwin. For all of my gospel hip hop heads out there, you may know this brother by the name of the Fanatic. That's right, from the legendary gospel recording group the cross movement and recently he posted a video on social media i guess setting the record straight about where he stands now when it comes to his fate and that was just an excerpt of the interview if you want to hear it in its entirety i guess you can go to his facebook page just look up uh brady good one um the fanatic and it would pull up his uh, uh, Facebook page, and you can listen to the interview for yourself and draw your own conclusions. But, I mean, he basically kind of just lays it all out and says that he no longer believes what he once believed after doing some research and some study and talking with uh, some people. He has come to the conclusion that the Bible is not what he thought it was, that he can no longer in good conscience preach what he used to preach and amen what he used to amen. And he has come to the conclusion that he no longer believes in the Bible. Now, for those of y'all who don't know who this brother is, this brother spent almost 30 years in Christian ministry. The cross movement, the the the, the legendary gospel hip-hop group. I mean, they started way back in the, what, mid-90s? And, I mean, this brother wasn't just your average, you know, Sunday morning churchgoer. He wasn't just your average pew woman. No, this brother was in ministry for almost 30 years. I mean, this brother was a a, a, a teacher, a preacher of the word. He, he taught classes on theology and Christian apologetics. But now he has come to the conclusion that he no longer believes what he once believed. And honestly, he is just the latest in a number of well-known pastors and teachers and ministers who have come out and changed their views on what they once thought when it comes to Christianity. I mean, I can remember another Christian rapper by the name of Jehazel, if I'm saying the guy's name right. He came out some years back saying that he was walking away from Christian rap and all of that. And I mean, even in my own personal life, I know people that who once were ministers and, and, and leaders in the church but now they have just totally uh, walked away from their faith. I mean, some may call it backsliding or uh, apostate or whatever you label you want to put on it, but this is nothing new. I'm reminded of Carlton Pearson. You know, here's a guy that was in the church and ministry for probably 50-some years, but because of different issues that went on, came to the conclusion 
that he no longer believed what he uh, believed all them years. And now he's teaching a whole different gospel. He's teaching the gospel of inclusion among a host of other things. But they're not the only ones. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's people that you know, just like me, that have walked away from their faith. And I truly believe that this is a sign of the times. I, I truly believe because we are in the fourth quarter of this life that we're living in. And the two-minute warning is upon us. It is crunch time. And I think the enemy of our souls knows that. And he is using every opportunity he can to destroy the faith of believers. And I think he uses various schemes and different ways to do this. One of the ways is through church hurt. You know, when people are hurt, when they are disappointed, when they are let down by people that they have put their faith in, by people that they have trusted within the church, be it a pastor or a leader or whatever the case may be. When people are hurt, when people are taken advantage of and misused, that creates discord among believers. And a lot of people lose their faith behind stuff like that. When a pastor or a leader is caught in sin or has some kind of moral failure, man, people are shook and people lose their faith behind that. Then is other instances where people are led astray by false doctrine. People preaching stuff that's not truly in the Bible. And this brings us to our subject topic for this episode. We're going to be talking about the gospel truth, the true gospel, what it is and what it isn't. Because in order for us as kingdom people to stand and navigate in the days and times that we're living in, we have to make sure that we are standing on the foundation of truth. We have to make sure that our foundation is solid, just like Jesus talked about in Matthew 7. He said the rains are going to come, the storms of life are going to come, but the thing that's going to make the difference is your foundation. And he said, if your foundation is on the word of God, then you have a rock that you are standing on. But if your foundation is on anything else besides God's truth, then that's just like building on sand. When the winds get to blowing and stuff going to get to shaking and rocking, and there's going to be a great crash of your faith. Why? Because you built it on something that was not solid. And I truly believe this is the reason we're seeing so many people lose their faith because their faith was not grounded on solid truth, biblical truth. Well, we're going to talk about it today. But in order for us to do that, y'all know what we got to do. We got to flip some pages. So flip with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is where we're going to start at today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
I'm going to be reading in the New Living Translation, and we're going to start at verse 1. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He says, Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. In other words, let me remind you of the gospel that I preached to you. He said, you welcomed it then and still stand firm in it. Verse two, it is this good news. In other words, this gospel that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Paul is going in from jump. This is verse two. And he is going in. He said, man, the gospel, this is the thing that you believed when I, when I preached it to you. This is what will save you if you continue to believe in it. And this is exactly what is going on and what we are witnessing in the days and the times that we're living in now. People are turning away from what they first believed. The good news of the gospel that they received at first, now they no longer consider it to be good news. And we are getting ready to read what the good news and what the gospel really is. But let me just state this right here. The good news of the gospel is just not any old good news. I mean, you could consider uh, getting a raise on your job good news, which is really good news, but it's not the gospel news. I mean, your favorite team can win the big game. That could be good news to you. But that's not the gospel news. You see what I'm saying? The gospel is all about Christ Jesus and what his death, burial, and resurrection has accomplished for all of creation, but especially for those that believe it and receive it. And this is what Paul is saying here to the church at Corinth. He said, this is what I preach to you. This is the good news, the gospel that will save you. But then he hit him with a, unless, he said, unless you believe something that wasn't true in the first place. And man, oh man, uh, I want to get into this because I, I think that this is one of the reasons that so many people are walking away from their faith because going back to the Matthew 7 when Jesus said you built your house either on a rock, the truth of the word, or sand, meaning things of the world or philosophies of the world or something that does not prove to be true in the end. And this is why I think a lot of people are walking away from their faith because their faith was never founded on biblical truth. But let's continue to read here. We in First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 3, Paul says, I passed on to you what was most important. In other words, the gospel, the good news that I gave you was the most important thing. He said, what was also passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture says. Verse four, he was buried 
and he was risen from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture says, the gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ that is written down in the scripture. Now, Paul was referring to the Old Testament. He wasn't talking about the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That, that hadn't been written down yet. So he was talking about what was written through the prophets of old, through Isaiah and Ezekiel and all the, the other you know, major and minor prophets. They all prophesied about the coming of the Messiah, how he would be pierced for our transgressions, how he would be crushed for our iniquities and our sins, how everything that was done to him would be done for our benefit, for our salvation and redemption. This is why 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And this was all written in the scriptures. And this is why Paul kept reiterating that it was all written down in the scriptures, according to the scriptures. The gospel is according to the scriptures. It's not just whatever we want it to be. It's not just whatever old good news that we think is good to us. No, it is the good news about the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. And when we come back, we're going to continue to flip some more pages and talk about the gospel some more, what it is and what it isn't. So stay tuned. Help! We're trapped in this hole! Calm down. We're not trapped. I have everything figured out. What do you mean? It's 50 feet down and the walls are too slick to climb out. Yes, but I have books. Books? Yeah, on how to build elevators. See here? Chapter 1, dig a deep shaft. We're in a deep shaft. Yeah, that means we're halfway finished already. Help! See now here, chapters 2, 3, and 4 are all on doors. We don't need those chapters. Hey, there's someone up there. Wow, we're halfway through this book already. Forget the book. There's someone up there lowering a rope. I don't need any help. I can do this by myself. All I need is a large piston and a metal platform. I'm grabbing the rope. You're a wimp. I'm not a wimp for accepting help when it's the only way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's see. We need 3,000 gallons of oil. Well, if we dig deeper... Grab the rope. God doesn't want you separated from him. That's why he's reaching out to you. Have you taken his hand? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. We're back. We're back from the break. And today on the pod, we are talking about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We started the podcast off today with an excerpt from an interview by Brady Goodwin a.k.a. the fanatic of the cross movement. This brother has come out and says that he no longer believes what he once believed. He said that although he still loves the gospel, he still loves the scriptures, he just doesn't believe it anymore. He said after he did some research for the last few years that he finally gets it now. He finally understands what the Bible truly is. Granted, he never states what he thinks the Bible is. He just said after he read some books and talked with some people and 
they confirmed the issues that he had with the Bible, all the while never stating what those issues actually are, he has come to the conclusion that he can no longer amen what he wants amen and preach and teach what he wants taught concerning the Christian faith. And there's a couple of things that really stood out to me watching this interview is that usually when someone comes out and denounces their faith, it's from a posture and an attitude of anger, of bitterness, because usually they have been hurt by something or someone in the church. So when they come out and they say they, they don't believe no more or whatever, it's always, it seems like it's out of a spirit of anger, of, of hurt, of bitterness. But in Brady's situation, this brother is very laid back. He's not upset. He's not angry. This brother is very intelligent and, and articulate. So he is talking from a very calm and peaceful demeanor. And I don't know the brother personally, but I would think that that has to do with his personality. That's the type of person that he is. And also, I think it brings credibility to the fact that this brother has really been searching and trying to find truth, which is something that we all should be seeking after. But at the same time, a red flag that popped up for me was when he said that he now understands the Bible, that when he holds the Bible in his hands, now he understands what it really is. As opposed to before, I guess he's saying he was misinformed on what the Bible truly is. And after nearly 30 years, now he truly understands what the Bible is. And like I say, he never states what he thinks the Bible is now. And this is very problematic for me because ever since Genesis 3, the enemy of our souls, the devil, the serpent, has been trying to get humanity to question God's word. Did God really say? It is right in line with the schemes and the tactics of the enemy. Because Brady didn't say he no longer believed in God. He said he could no longer believe or amen what he once taught and preached. So his issue, even though he never states what his issue is, but indirectly, we can draw the conclusion that his issue is with the Bible. Because this is the only thing that he actually brought up specifically. And the enemy knows that if he can get us to question, to go against God's word, he got us. And speaking of God's words, I think it's time for us to flip some more pages. So let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And let's, let's start at verse 1 for the sake of context. Paul says in verse 1, 
I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promise you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. He's talking about the relationship of Christ and the church. Verse 3, he says, But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Kind of just what I was talking about, <laughs> about how the enemy always comes in and tries to get us to question or go against God's word. And let's continue to read. Verse 4, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preached, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. Remember I said earlier that all good news is not the good news of the gospel. And this is something else that I think we don't realize. Just because someone has a church, just because someone has the title of pastor or minister or priest or prophet or apostle, doesn't mean that what they are preaching is biblical truth. Look at what Paul says here in verse 5. But I don't consider myself to be inferior in any way to these super apostles. In other translations, he calls them chief apostles. Paul is being sarcastic here. Remember, he started the chapter of the letter off saying, bear with a little of my foolishness. So he's being a little sarcastic here when he calls these people super apostles, because really, they're not apostles at all. Why? Because they're teaching a different gospel. So when he says chief apostles, super apostles, he's being a little facetious here because he knows these people are not apostles. They are shysters, charlatans when it comes to uh, biblical truth. So Paul says in verse six, I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. He says, I have made this clear to you in every way possible. So Paul is saying, man, I may not be the best motivational speaker or uh, oracle, but I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know that what I'm preaching to you is the truth. Now, I want to read verse 3 and 4 in the Amplified. We're still in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But this is in the Amplified Version of the Word of God. It says, But I'm afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And this is what's been happening. This is what is taking place uh, uh, with people I know, with people that you know. They are being led astray. They are being disillusioned by the schemes and the wiles of the enemy because he is causing them 
to question God's word. And anytime we go against or we live opposite or against God's word, we are living backwards. You take the word live. I've said this before. Live, L-I-V-E, and you spell that backwards. What do you get? You get E-V-I-L, evil. So anytime we live opposite of God's word, anytime we go against God's word, we are living evil. Now, I know when we think of evil, we think of uh, ghosts and, and, and goons and goblins and, you know, monsters and all of this stuff. Rawr! But that's not what evil is. That's Hollywood. That's uh, Looney Tunes. That's not what evil is. When we look in the Bible, evil is simply the opposite of God's truth, the opposite of God's word, his will, and his way. Verse 4 in the Amplified says, So you seem willing to allow it. If one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted. You tolerate all this beautifully, welcoming the deception. Verse 5, yet I consider myself in no way inferior to these so-called super apostles. But even if I'm unskilled in speaking, yet I'm not untrained in knowledge. I know what I'm talking about. But we have made this evident to you in every way and in all things. Kingdom people, let me say this. There is one gospel, and it is according to the scripture. There is one Holy Spirit, and he is according to the scripture. There is one faith, and it is according to the scriptures. This is why it is so important to get the full context of what we read in Scripture, because God's word is truth, and it is the key to our faith. It says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God, the word of God. This is why the enemy fights us so hard to go against God's word, to question God's word, because he knows that if we abide in God's word and God's word abides in us, he cannot stop the will of God. So I have a few more scriptures that I want us to turn to. Let's flip to Galatians chapter one. Galatians chapter one. And we're going to start reading at verse 6. And remember, we're talking about the gospel truth and also about people falling away from their faith, or people backsliding or going apostate, people believing in a different gospel. So we're here in Galatians 1, verse 6. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. 
You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news or pretends to be the gospel. Verse 7, but it is not the good news at all. It is not the gospel. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. And we see that same thing going on today. People are twisting and manipulating the word of God for their own selfish ambitions, for greed and power and control. Now let's continue to read here. Verse 8. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again, what have we said before? If anyone preach any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. Again, let me read it in Amplified. Verse 6, I'm astonished and extremely irritated that you are so quickly shifting your allegiance and deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different, even contrary gospel, which is really not another gospel, but there is obviously some people masquerading as teachers who are distorting and confusing you with a misleading counterfeit teaching and wants to distort the gospel of Christ, twisting it into something which it absolutely is not. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we originally preached to you, let him be condemned to destruction. As we have said before, so now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from which you receive from us, let him be condemned to destruction. You think following, preaching, and, and, and knowing the real gospel is not important to God? Oh, I think it is. I think it is. Paul said that anybody, including us, if we start preaching something different than what we preached before, let the curse of destruction fall on us. God is serious about us following his word because if we're not following his word, there's no way we can be doing his will. You cannot do the will of God outside of following the word of God. Now, that raises the question, how can we know if we're following the true gospel or not? How can we discern what we are following, what we are teaching, what our pastor or minister is teaching us is the true gospel. How can we know what's truth and what's not when it comes to the gospel? Well, let's look at verse 10. Paul asked the question, am I now trying to win the favor and approval of man or of God? Or am I seeking to please someone? If I was still trying to be popular with man, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. If you're taking notes, write this down. 
if what's being preached to you is simply motivating you to be a better person or to reach a goal or to start a business, etc., etc., but never challenges you to live a holy life and a godly life unto the Lord, it's a different gospel. It's not the true gospel of Jesus Christ according to the scripture. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a nice motivational speech. I mean, I used to do motivational speaking myself in the schools and talking to the kids and encouraging them to follow their dreams and reach their goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But that is not the gospel. When I was in the schools, I wasn't preaching the gospel. I was just motivating and encouraging. It's nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about the gospel today. That's what we're talking about. And the gospel, the good news when it comes to the gospel is all about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ according to the scripture. Now, last scripture that we're going to go to, we're going back to where we began. We're going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but this time I want to read it in the Amplified. So let's flip back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for this word today, Lord God. We thank you for the sermon. Father, we pray for those, Lord God, that have been uh, led astray, for those that have been hurt by people in the church, for those that have been misinformed and, and led astray by false doctrine. Father, we pray that they will receive revelation knowledge of truth and they would come back to the true gospel, to a firm foundation, a solid foundation on truth. This is our prayer, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 again, but this time out of the Amplified. And it says, Now, brothers and sisters, let me remind you once again of the good news of salvation, which I preached to you, which you welcomed and accepted, and on which you stand by faith. Verse 2, By this faith you are saved, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, meaning the purposes of God. If you hold firmly to the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, just superficially and without complete commitment. Question, as we close out for this episode, what are you believing in? Are you fully committed to what you believe in? Or is it just superficial? Are you just routinely doing it because that's the way you was raised? You know, mama, grandmama took us to church, so hey, that's why I go to church. Or have you made a commitment to the gospel? Is it something that you are standing firm in? Is it something that you are fully committed to? 
These are the questions that we need to answer for ourselves in these last and final days that we're living in. Because I'm seeing too many people falling off. Too many people falling off and falling away from grace. We need to be fully committed to what we believe. And what we believe needs to be the gospel truth according to the scripture. Not according to what mama say, a big mama, a, a bishop, a apostle. A, no, according to what the scriptures say. Now, if all of them folk are believing according to the scripture, cool. But if they believe because of what so-and-so said, and it's not according to the scripture, miss me with that. Miss me with that. I'm trying to be on the solid foundation of God's truth because that's the thing that's going to keep us. That's the thing that's going to help us to stand firm in the Lord and in the power of his might is his word. Kingdom people, be encouraged today. Know that you do not have to fall off or go straight or turn back or follow some other spirit or gospel or Jesus. But no, you can stand firm on the solid truth of God's word and what it says about the good news of the gospel of Jesus. That he was buried and that he rose in three days according to the scripture. And when we put our faith and our trust in what he has accomplished through the cross, through the resurrection, we are saved. We are born again and brought back into a right relationship with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be encouraged. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, if Flipping Pages, the podcast, is one of your go-to podcasts on whatever platform you're listening to it on, if it's Anchor FM or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, share it with your friends, share it with your co-workers, with those that you are in fellowship with. Let them know that there is a podcast that is committed to rightfully dividing the word of truth so we can expel all misconceptions of Christianity so we can put an end to people falling away and falling off and just going, uh, uh, turning their backs on what they once believed. God forbid. God forbid. But as always, I'm Pastor Elliot. May the mercy, grace, and peace of God be with you until we meet again. Until the next episode, God bless.